0: Your mercy endureth forever. let me remind you, it's because of his faithfulness, and his mercy, that oh. you and I are not consumed. Your mercy Woo. endureth forever. My, Lord, so your mercy endureth forever. I'll say that one more time. His mercy endured forever. mercy yes. His mercy endured forever. Ooh, come on, wherever you are, just put those hands together Hallelujah. and give that glory. Glory, <laughs> Jesus. Come on and give him Hallelujah. praise. Come on and lift your voice Hallelujah. like a trumpet and give him praise. Come on, lift your hands in the virtual sanctuary in your bedroom and give him praise. Jesus yeah. For he's good and his mercy endureth his mercy endureth forever it's because of his mercies that you and I have not been consumed welcome to the whole world experience hope at home hope well anyway we are so glad we are so glad we are so glad to reconnect with you this morning. God is good. I'm telling y'all, I can just unravel right here. God is just good and his mercy. What pastor, has he done anything new? No, 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 no. Pastor, have, have you got your Lincoln MKS? No, 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 but his mercies are new. <laughs> because of his faithfulness and his mercies that I have not, Christopher E. Swims, been consumed. It's not that I've been so good. It's not that I've been so kind. It's not that I've dotted every I and crossed every T. It's not that I prayed the right prayer. It's not that I read the right scripture. It is because of his mercies that I have not been consumed. (laughs) <laughs> and because of that I, need, I, need, I don't know about you all but I have to worship to keep me sinning I have to worship to keep me grounded I have to worship to keep my eyes on the one who that created the heavens and the earth it's because of his mercy oh God that you and I have not been Consumed. Praise God. It's a good thing that we're not in person worship today because Mother Simon would only have one time to say hi and I would just take off and run. Hallelujah. It's because of his mercies mm. that you and I have not been consumed. Hallelujah. 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 Yeah. You're welcome once again to the virtual sanctuary of the Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church Hope at Home, the Hopewell Experience Hopewell anywhere. We are so glad that you have tuned in today. Let me tell you this, you're at the right place um, at the right time and it's not by coincidence. This has been a divine setup by God uh, for you to be where you are right now. Welcome us wherever you are at, wherever, if you're in your car, in your home, in your bedroom, wherever you are in your kitchen, at your dining room table. We're so glad that you have tuned in. Do me a favor go ahead and share this go ahead and tag some others in this amen let them know that there's a, a word coming their way that's going to transform their lives. Listen, as we're getting ready to get to the word, I want to share two things with you real quick. Um, Listen, on tomorrow, tomorrow, November the the 16th, tomorrow, Monday, November the 16th, um, we are going to journey into another um, free food giveaway, amen, at 4.30 p.m. tomorrow, right here in the parking lot of the well. We're gonna be handing out over 500 boxes um, full with meat, with dairy, fruits, and vegetables, amen. So make sure you make your way here. tomorrow at 4.30. I need some volunteers to help me. It would be so kind to help us unload the truck um, at 3 o'clock. Amen. The more we have, the less time it takes us to be able to unload the truck. It takes uh, about a good hour and a half to be able to unload the truck. Maybe a good hour uh, to unload the truck. So we may have to unload and distribute at the same time. But if I can get your help uh, to meet me here tomorrow at 3 o'clock, I will greatly appreciate you. Um, If you don't want to help, unload the truck. If you could come and be here at 4.30 maybe 4.15 and get set in um, so that we can be able to distribute and get these food boxes out. Come tomorrow, uh, we would have been able to give out over 3,000 boxes of food, y'all. That's a blessing. That is a blessing. That is a blessing. I'm so grateful um, for our partnership with United Way of Southern Illinois and farm and Farmers to Families all the way in Missouri and Bishop Ronwell. amen, for the partnership on this endeavor as we've been able to uh, continue our vision of bringing help to our city, restoration to our community and hope to our world even in the midst of a pandemic ministry is still going forward and I thank God, amen that we're able to do uh, what we do I want to read something to you all it's always a blessing that whenever someone has journeyed through Hopewell Missionary Baptist Church at the to the doors of the well um, active servant in ministry and they turn back um, to say thank you I want to read a thank you card from a med prep student um, that was here with us um, for some time, but she was active. She was active in the music ministry, and she says, Dear Hopewell Church family, I'm so very grateful for your kindness. Thank you so much for your kindness throughout my time in Carbondale, worshiping with you all on Sundays. Help me to push through some of the challenges, challenging times in med prep and medical school. Please continue your ministry with college students, because it's truly a blessing. God bless you all. Yours in Christ the future, Dr. Stephanie Wooten, and we thank God for her. And we praise God for Stephanie, amen, and she is continuing, she is going to be an amazing physician. We're so glad that Hopewell was blessed um, to be a part of her spiritual journey. Carmen this better, amen, because of Sister Stephanie Wooten, future Dr. Stephanie Wooten. And so we certainly thank God for her. We thank God for her. Amen. Journey with me in your Bible, so Psalms 90. Psalms 90. Psalms 90. Journey with me in your Bibles to Psalms 90 as we begin a new series for this month and next month entitled "Entitled 2020 Taught Me 2020 Taught Me Psalms 90 just one verse 112. Pastor really just one verse? Yeah just one verse. Verse 12. Amen. Just because I'm preaching one verse won't well, mean I'm not going to preach long. Praise the Lord. I'm just like you know Amen. Psalms 90 um, and 12. I'm going to read two versions I'm going to read from the New Living Translation and from the Living Bible um, Translation. When you have it, amen. I know I can't hear you, but just say amen anyhow, amen. If you want to stand where you are, go ahead and stand for the reading and the reverence of God's holy word, amen. Psalms 90 and 12. The New Living Translation um, says it's like this. Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in Wisdom Teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in wisdom. Psalms 90 and 12 from the Living Bible, I like this version. It says, teach us to number our days and to recognize how few they are. Help us to spend time, help us to spend them as we should. That is so good. Let me read that again. Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are. Help us to spend them as we should. I wanna talk today, again, part one of our new series for November and December, 2020 Taught Me. And I wanna preach today from the title, 2020 Taught Me How to Live Wise, How to Live Wise. Father God, we thank you for your word, the power of your word, uh, the profoundness of your word, the relevancy of your word, God. Um, that doesn't matter what's going on in the world. doesn't matter what's going on in life. Your word is yet still relevant, still a number one seller. And we thank you and we praise you for it. We've already made up in our minds, Father God, that before we even came to the word this morning, oh God, that we were going um, to obey and do whatever action, whatever our spiritual human responsibility is, that we're going to do it. We thank you now. In Jesus' name we pray. And all of God's people said, amen. 2020 taught me to live wise. As a little boy, I remember some weekends I would go and I would spend the night my auntie's house and Aunt Patricia and and my cousin Reed and I enjoyed going over there with them on the weekends because I knew the climax of everything. Y'all know I'm a church boy. I was going to be on Sunday. They they were a part of Far West um, Church of Christ on Roosevelt Road, Road on the west side of Chicago. I knew that we were going to have morning service. I knew there was going to be night service. But what I was most looking for, what I was looking forward to the most. Was that in between morning service and night service was going over to Mother Miles' house, and I know that Mother Miles was going to have a feast prepared at the table. And I, I might be bragging just a little bit, but because of my maturity at that age, Amen. The kids have to sit at the kids' table, but I was allowed, Amen, to sit at the adult table. I had access to salt and pepper for my food. That was a big thing. All the other kids looking at me real strange. Why Chip get to sit at the table? I said, "Listen, favor ain't fair. Don't hate on me right now. Let me enjoy sitting at." the table with unlimited access to the salt and pepper so this particular Sunday afternoon Mother Miles made a great meal she made a great meal I can't remember what it is but it was so good I can taste it I can't know I don't remember what it is but I can taste it right now that was some time ago she just celebrated 90 years of life she's still going strong still doing what she do and so Mother Miles had fixed my plate I was eating my food and I was getting ready to dump my plate and she said Chip you still got some food your plate. I said, no, man, that's a piece of fat. She said, she said, Chip, you still got some food on your plate. I, I, I said, Miss Miles, this is a piece of fat. <laughs> that's not food. This is left over. That's, that's what I picked off of the meat. This is a remnant that was left over. That's not something that I'm going to eat. That's going to go in the trash. She said, no, Chip, you still got food on your plate. And Mother Miles from the old school, you did not get up from the table until your plate was clean. I mean, it was an unknown fact. Okay, I, now I was ready to go back to the kids' table at this point because I did not want to eat that piece of fat that was on my plate, but my I was taught to be respectful um, to my elders, so I went on back and I sat there at the adult table with that piece of fat. I just kept playing with it, just shipping off at it, take a, put a little bit in my mouth, look around, put it in the napkin or whatever, take a little bit more off, put it in my mouth, put it in the napkin, because Mother Miles, she believed in whooping kids, whether you were hers or not, and Mother Miles wasn't gonna lay hands on Chip. That So I did what I had to do. And finally we got down and she saw that there was still some left. She went ahead and let me put it in the garbage. But she said, Chip, we don't waste food around here said, all right, mother, and you better believe for for, 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 for a couple of uh, 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 months. That was my last time eating at Mother Miles' house because I didn't want to get in that same predicament and be at the table and have uh, some fat on my plate. But Mother Miles taught me a valuable lesson that day uh-huh. that we don't waste food around here. Pastor Tunes, what are you getting at? I'm so nervous and afraid as we're peeking into 2000. And 21. We're excited about it. I'm excited about it. I don't know about you. I'm excited about being able to go into a new year. The opportunities, just, to, just to, the realness of a new year, the, 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 the idea of new possibilities and new opportunities, the idea that there will soon be a vaccine in 2021 and we can be able to get back to some sense of normalcy just to be able to get through 2020. Praise the Lord. I'm just excited to be able to be able to cross all over to a point that we can say so long bye-bye to 2020. But here's what I'm nervous about. If we are not careful, we will be so quick to exit 2020 and to enter into 2021 and miss the lessons over these past eight to nine months that we should have gained during time. I believe this. I know we have been in the pandemic. I know, I know stuff has been funny. I know we've had some racism going. I know we had this presidential election that seemed like almost a month for it to be able to be over and done with. I know, I know it has been tough. I know we have suffered being away from people that we love. We have suffered not being able to gather together in corporate worship. We have suffered not having all of these restrictions and not having to be apprehensive about everything that we desire to do in life, just the simple things, but I'm so careful, I'm, I'm so nervous that if we have not learned particular lessons in 2020 we will enter 2021 and we will be met with some 2020 problems. But I believe that there are some people that's watching it right now that realize I'm not going to enter into a new year and miss the lessons that I should have learned over these past eight to nine months. I believe I'm not the only one that life has taught us something in the midst of this pandemic, that God has revealed some things, that God has shown us some things. Well. These over these past eight to nine months. Here it is. Psalms 90. Believe it or not, it's the first Psalms that was written. Psalms is not written in chronological order, but Psalms 90 was the very first Psalms that was written. And guess what? It wasn't written by David. All right. It was written by Moses. Pastor, say what? Yeah, Moses. Stuttering Moses. Yes, Moses. Pastor, Moses led the children of Israel. Yes, that Moses is the one that writes Psalms 90. He, he, he is leading and guiding and shepherding and pastoring the children of Israel and he's reminding them and letting them know some important lessons that they need to realize. They need to realize about the things about eternity. Don't you realize that the children of Israel, as Moses is pastoring them, as they're getting ready to walk into the promised land, a whole generation has to die Oh, God, before they even enter into the land that was promised to them by God. He's leading them. He's shepherding them. He's directing them. He's guiding them. And he takes the time to speak to them and to share some important lessons with them Mm -hmm. as they're walking through life. And once again, saints, I believe that even though Moses is writing this to the children of Israel, there's some application there's some insight that you and I can be able to grow from because please, please, please hear me when I say this, don't let these past eight to nine months be wasted man. don't allow, don't allow these past eight to nine months to have been a waste of time. Moses writes to Israel. Letting them know the importance and the value of life. Look at verses 5 and 6. He says, you sweep people away like dreams that disappear. Mm -hmm. They're like grass that spring up in the morning. In the morning, it blooms and flourishes, but by evening, it's dried and it's withered. Mm -hmm. Look at what he says in verse 10. He says, 70 years are given to us, some live to see 80 but even the best years are filled with pain and trouble and soon they disappear and we fly away he ends it in verse 12 by saying teach us to realize the brevity of life so that we may grow in the wisdom of life what the living bible says teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are help us suspend them help us suspend them as we should what is it that moses trying to get the children of Israel to understand what is it that Moses is desiring for us to be able to glean from the story. Moses is hoping that you and I can be able to read this and get and, and to get inspired, to realize I got to live my life differently. My goodness, I got to live my life entirely differently. I hope and pray that while you've been quarantined, while it looks like we might be going back to that place, while we may have been quarantined in the past and and, 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 and and waiting on maybe a future quarantine to happen in the near future, I hope and pray that you and I are learning what matters in life. I hope that you and I are realizing how precious life is. Look at what he said once again in verse 5 and 6. He said, you sweep people away like the dreams that disappear. Uh-huh. They're like grass that spring up in the morning. In the morning it blooms and flourishes, flourishes, but by the evening it's dry and it's withered. He's getting us to understand just how short life is. He said, you could be spring and you could be in your pride. Like the flower was blossoming and flourishing in the morning. He says in the evening, <laughs> you can be dried up and withered away. He says, you sweep us away. Look at the words that he's using. Look at the, the poetic words that Moses is using. He says, you sweep people away like dreams. You know, you know how dreams are. You have a good dream and you wake up and it's over. You remember a little bit, but you try to go back to that dream, but you can't. He said, life is just like that, like a dream. Mm. ahead. Okay. Disappear. And it's done. And it's over. Moses is hoping that you and I can be able to glean from the story How to be able to live differently So pastor what is he saying in verse 12 Teach us to realize the brevity of life So that we may grow in wisdom Teach us to number our days and recognize how few they are Help us to spend them as we should Here's the thing right here Numbering our days isn't numerically counting It's seeing the value of each day y'all Number our, our days, what Moses says here in verse 12, it's not about us counting one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. No, he says numbering our days is realizing the value that we have in each day that you and I yeah. uh-huh. are alive. Pray. I hope and pray that over these past eight to nine months that you have done some research on yourself, that you have done some research on your own life, and you begin to realize that you got some cancerous things in your life that is sucking the very life out of you, that's stopping you from living your best life. We have learned during these past eight to nine months how to work with little. We have learned how to make adjustments. We have learned how to make new things. We have learned how to be creative, how to be innovative. We have learned that there have been some things that we have put in our own way that has stopped us from living the life we need to live. Numbering our days is not just by numerically counting but it's about seeing the value of each day. It's about seeing the value of each day. It's about seeing the value of each day. It's about seeing the value we don't have to look so much until Monday but we have to take the day that we have right now and maximize the time and maximize the hours and maximize the day and maximize the Moment that we have right now. Why? Because we woke up this morning, but it does not mean that we will go to bed tonight. That's it. Say it, Pastor. Oh, we are go to sleep all right. We'll be sleeping with the fathers. We may not be sleeping in our beds like we desire. God wants us, God uses Moses to teach us to value each day that we have. Let's be honest this morning. How much time have you wasted today already? Mm. <laughs> How much time have you wasted today already? You did not get up. That's all off. You didn't get up when your alarm clock went off. Uh-huh. And because you didn't get up when your alarm clock went off, now you're panicking. Now you're frantic. Now you're moving about. Now you got an attitude because you're trying to get things done. People have gotten in your way. I, I can tell you and just about this point I had a great morning. I got up. I put my suit on. My suit still fit. Praise the Lord. I didn't have to put no extensions anywhere. Praise God. I was able to put on my coat, walk out The door, I get to Dunkin' Donuts. I put my order in, and before I could put my order in, she says, Sir. Our debit card is down. We can only take cash. So I have to make a quick trip over the Walmart. There were some things I needed to get anyway. Couldn't find what I needed. I just needed to get cash back. I didn't want $20. I just wanted 10. I could only get $20 back. And because of all the commotion, it put me in a bad mood. I had a little attitude because how in the world can your card be down? Do you realize how much money you're going to miss today because your card is down? But I and to remember it's a blessing that I was able to go to the store and get cash back to come back and to get my coffee. And I had such an attitude, my mind was all over the place. I paid for myself and drove off and forgot my coffee. Had to turn around and go back to get my coffee. She said, sir, I was trying to call your name, but my mood had changed all because of one incident that I was about to allow to cancel my whole day. Oh, y'all, y'all not talking to me this morning. I was going to allow one single incident that was not the end of the world to cancel the rest of my day. How much time have you wasted today already? How much time have you invested in doing some stuff that has no eternal value, that has no personal value, that has no family value, that has no development value, that has no growth value. How much time have you wasted today already? Because here it is, here it is, here it is. Time, time is when you spend it, and you're not getting it back. It's over and done with baby. What you doing? That's it. Right. Know. Number of our days is not just about numerically counting, but it's about seeing the value. Of each day that we have. It's about having the adopted attitude, as our seasoned saints would say Lord, one day at a time, right. God, give me the grace, give me the strength to be able to take it one day. And Jesus told us over in Matthew, don't worry about tomorrow because tomorrow is going to have its own troubles. Just focus on the day. That's why Jesus prayed, give us our daily bread. Yeah. Oh, help me preach this morning. That I'm not so much focused upon provisions tomorrow because when Jesus wrote that in anxious times, those that work, they only made enough wages for that particular day. Uh-huh. And so because they only made enough wages for that particular day, They made full use and maximized their time and their resources that day in hopes that God was going to provide for them the next day. And then when he provided for them the next day, they had a receipt from what God had done in the past to cause them to have enough faith to believe him that if he met my needs yesterday, he will meet them today and he'll meet them tomorrow. But I'm not going to go over until tomorrow until I maximize today and take heed to heaven. shows up tomorrow. God has already met me in my tomorrow with enough grace and mercy and provision and protection to help me to make it through the day. Thank you, Lord. Are you so clouded about what's going on in the White House that you're missing to maximize today? Are you so blinded but who's gonna get married on ready to love that you're not maximizing today? Are you so blinded about what's going on with the housewives of Potomac? I'm just naming off the shows my wife watched, praise the Lord. Are you so clouded? All right. Good shows every now and then entertaining. Amen. Get your mind off stuff. Are you so blind about what's going on in the housewives of Potomac that you're not maximizing today? God, teach us to value each day that we have and to take it one day, at a, time. day yes. at a time. He doesn't just say teach us, but look at the latter part of verse 12. He says so that we may grow in wisdom. wisdom. I like what the living Bible says, help us suspend them as we should. But I like that Moses uses the word, and the Living Bible uses the same word to teach. Here it is, saints. Thank you, Holy Ghost. Some of us aren't able to godly godly maximize our days like we should because we're not teachable. Help us, God. Some of us are still doing foolish things and wasting time. I wish I had a whole church here today and wasting time that we won't be able to get back because God himself, the maker of the heavens and earth, can't even teach you because you're not humble enough to humble yourself under the mighty hand of God so that God can be able to teach you and direct you and to guide you how to be able to live. A wise life so if I'm going to live wise that means I'm going to have to remain teachable listen here listen here I know what your bad self I know the degrees that you got I know the classes that you have taken amen I'm so glad for your personal development I'm so glad for how you have excelled amen I'm so glad for all the titles in front of your name in the middle of your name and at the end of your name but yet still you need to be teachable in the eyesight of God because despite what degree you may have you will never have enough wisdom than God. And we don't know enough to be able to run our own lives. It does not matter. It does not matter. Carrie is going to be five in just about three days. The countdown has been going on all month. And I mean, she is learning. She is developing and she thinks she's grown. And I have to remind her all the time, honey, I know, I know you're growing. I know that you are developing, but you still don't know enough, even at almost five years old, to be able to run your life. There is no area in your life or in your sister's life that me or your mom are not necessary in because you still need us to guide you to direct you to lead you and to help you to make the best decisions in life until you get a little bit older and even once you get older you will still need the wisdom of mama and daddy in your life and i came to let somebody know on this windy fall morning here in southern illinois of God to help you live your life. Oh, you still need it. You still need it, Pastor. Why does he say, so, to help us to grow in wisdom. Pastor, what's wisdom then? So glad you asked. I'm almost done. Wisdom is taking truth. What's truth, Pastor? God's word. And applying it to our lives. So, Pastor, what are you saying? What are you saying? Some of us, oh, God. should I say this? We carry the title of a Christian, but we lack the fruit of a Christian in our life. And the reason why we lack the fruit of a Christian in our life is because we hear truth, we know truth, but we ignore truth. All right. We are exposed to truth, and we're surrounded by truth, but we fail to take the truth of God's Word and apply it to our lives. Oh my God, you're able to quote from Genesis and Revelations, but I can't see the results of Genesis and Revelations in your life, because the Word of God is in your mind, but it's not in your feet. And because it's not in your feet, you're still doing stupid stuff in 2020 that you did in 1966 because you have that ignored truth of God's word. Ooh, I hear some of you now, oh, man, I just, I wish I served under a pastor that just understood me. I'm preaching truth. Oh, I just wish I was serving under somebody that saw my gifts. I'm preaching truth. Oh, I just wish they recognized what's on the inside of me. I'm preaching truth. Take the truth of God's word and apply it to your life. And once you get to walking out the word of God, everybody will see the fruit and know who you belong to. All right. The wisdom. He said, so that we may grow. And who is my like that? So that we may grow. So that we may grow. It's a continual thing that we may grow. That we may grow. Here it is. Thank you, Dr. Darius Daniels, that as you grow in life, you ought to look back at your past self and realize, man, my past self was stupid. Uh, <laughs> Ooh, my, 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 my past self was, was real simple. My God, why did I do that? Why did I get with them? Why did I make that financial move? I grew. Mm-hmm. And as I grow, I look back. And I look my previous self. Mm-hmm. And I say, why did I do that? But then I look at my present self and say, oh, God, thank you for the growth. Thank you. Oh, God, thank you for your wisdom. Oh, God, thank you for allowing me to take heed to your word, which is truth, and have enough boldness to act on it and to apply it to my life. But it's not just about wasting time that moses wants us to get oh i could preach this and say live your best life right now plan your vacation take the trip dye your hair cut your hair throw your hair do whatever but it's not just about that right i'm i I'm I'm, I'm I'm so scared casey that we have limited life as believers that this has been the standard of believers of jesus christ that we have limited life just to material stuff Oh, man, I, when, when I get my new car, that's when I'm going to really start living, honey. When I get my boo, there's going to be, the listen, even in a pandemic, God's still going to bless me with a boo. But whether you have a boo or no boo, whether you have money, more money or no money, whether you get that job or don't get that job, whether you excel in this, what about your soul? Moses is sharing with this. he's talking about how short life is, not just so that we can be able to gather up stuff here that we won't be able to take with us. Right. Moses wants us to be able to see, hey, 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 time is short, what are you doing about your soul? New Testament tells us you can profit, you can profit, you can profit and gain the whole world. What does it profit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his soul? I know some folks may tune out after I say this, and it's okay, it's okay if you do that. I hope you come back in Jesus' name. But the reality of the matter is there is a heaven and there is a hell. And they both are prepared for people. Have you found it quite interesting that every time you go to a funeral, every obituary you read, they accept the Christ at a young age, they go on to be with the Lord. Hey, so ain't nobody going to hell? <laughs> I mean ain't nobody going. No, nobody. All the saints together at home, nobody went to hell. Soul. What about your soul? What about your soul? I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know you got the PS5. What about your soul? Oh oh <laughs> I still say it. <laughs> Elder Corey done bought me off the spirit, somebody's still safe. He got his PS5. He's testifying, praise the Lord. But what about your soul? All right. What about your soul? There is, we must live with eternity in mind and realizing that I am going to close my eyes on this side sooner or later. But I want to be able to wake up yeah. and see streets paved with gold. Mm. Come on now. I want him to be able to meet me at the gate. And I want to hear him say, well, God, my yeah. faithful servant, come on up a little higher. I'm gonna live out. Yes, when I heard Brother Jeffro pray in Sunday school almost 20 years, not worried about a place to spend eternity. And his raspy voice, he would say, I fell out yonder on Calvary, he died. <laughs> yes, he did. And we ended by saying, And when his hands are called and ours to answer, I want to hear him say. Well done. well done. Well done. Thank you, God. Don't get it twisted, saints. It's not about how long you live, but it's how wise you live. Look at what he said in verse 10. He said, 70 years are given to us. Some even, live to, some even live to see 80. 70 years, some of us will live to see 70. Some will live to see 80. Some may even live to see longer than that. He said, but even the best years of your life are filled with pain and trouble. He said, soon the trouble is going to disappear, and then we're going to fly away like Patti mail and go meet the Lord in the air. It's not about how long you live, about longevity in life. Oh, man, we, were, we all want to live a long life and behavior. I was watching a service this morning in Texas, and a lady was there, and she popped in the service this morning. They're doing the same thing we're doing just for the small staff, but she came in because today is 101, 101 birthday. That woman of God stood up and got the waving and stuff like that. I said, where's 101 on her? I said, Black Shirley don't crack because she was looking good, honey. Longevity is good. But let me tell you this. I would rather live a life to some they may have gotten, in our words, cut off prematurely, to have lived those years wisely than to have longevity in life and still do dumb stuff. I would rather, Lord, I ain't saying I'm ready to come home yet, but if Lord called me home now that I I hope and pray that I have used enough wisdom to have walked out, walked out 35 years of life again, God, I ain't trying to come just yet, than to have lived a long time and was still foolish. Mm -hmm. Not because of a lack of truth, but because of a misunderstanding of truth and how to contextualize it and apply it to my life. So, Pastor, how? How do I apply this to my life? How do I make this make sense in my life? Live your life, y'all. Live it. Live it. But make sure that the context of your living is with eternity in mind. You can have all the nicest things. You can have a nice house. You can drive good. You can eat steak and shrimp every day. And that's good, that's great, that's wonderful. Hey, make me a plate, I'll come eat with you. Six feet apart though until this pandemic is over, praise (laughs) the Lord. I'll come kick it with you. But that doesn't make my life successful. What makes my life successful is in knowing that the good news is this, God doesn't have a problem with us having stuff, he just has a problem when stuff has us. And we misplace our priorities. But that once again, when it's His to call and ours to answer, that we'll be ready to go home to be with the Lord. Because we have taken into account our soul and what it needs. So I offer you Christ right now as you're watching this. as you I offer you Christ because I may be talking to somebody right now. You got stuff and you're still not happy. And somebody lied to you and said, hey, once you get there, you're going to be good. You're going to be straight. But here it is. You got it. And you're more miserable now than you were before. What happened? Oh girl, once you get married, you're gonna be good. You're married, and y'all both still now you both can't send each other. Now what? Oh, if I just get this job, if I just have a house and a dog and and a and a cat and a child, I'd be good. You got all of it, but you're still unhappy. Your happiness cannot be found in stuff, it has to be found in Christ. Because everything is changing. Everything is shifting. Oh, and Christ is still the solid rock we're staying when all of the ground is sinking sand. I offer you Christ today. If you don't know him as your personal Lord and Savior, I invite you to know him today. Your living room, your kitchen, your bedroom, wherever you are, can become your virtual altar right now and the Lord will meet you right where you are. I promise you, he will meet you right where you are. And if you submit to him, he will transform your life. And you will never, 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 never be the same again. If you don't have a church home, I invite you to become a part of our virtual sanctuary. Oh, yes. Oh, and you best to believe it's going to be on and popping once we come back in the building and we're able to hug you and and welcome you to the household of faith. But until then, I thank God that God is omnipresent and that we got technology. We can meet you right where you are.